This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to another episode of the Conversations Brewing Podcast with your hosts, Divya and Ravisha, two coffee-loving best friends who dive into weekly conversations on wellness, culture, and growing into your authentic self. As two healthcare professionals, children of immigrants, and humans always striving to learn more, they bring their unique complexities of their wellness journeys into this podcast space by sharing their stories and featuring other like-minded experts in the field. Always with a cup of coffee in hand, humor, and never-ending authenticity, dive in with the two of them as they brew the kind of conversations that we don't have enough of but that matter the most. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Conversations Brewing. Um, Divya and I are really excited about the episode today um, because we have a special guest. Um, Mm -hmm. If you haven't heard of her, her name is Ami Desai and she is like um, the big sister of all, uh, I guess, like Indian content creators. Yeah, this is so surreal for us to have her on the podcast because Ravisha and I have been following Ami for so long like a really like 2017 maybe and we watch her youtube videos and love her cute family and i mean she is just like ultimate goals in terms of content creation and even just authenticity and finding yourself as a south asian creator this episode was really not what i expected was it what you were expected ravisha because it was really not what i expected no it wasn't what i expected at all but it was like beyond my expectations it was really nice to just sit down and chat with ami about just the struggle of becoming a content creator and uh-huh. how she started out in this space but then also like as she's been in this space for so long like things that she's like learned about herself and also um like being on Instagram and things like that. And so Divya and I really got to talk to her about all of that, which we enjoyed so much. Yeah, she shared a lot. And also we went pretty off our scripts. Like Ravisha and I started this episode thinking we'd be talking about beauty and skincare routines. And I mean, not like there's anything wrong with that, but Ami ended up talking to us a lot about South Asian expectations, growing into herself as a content creator, um, in, uh, overcoming imposter syndrome, and then also just like societal expectations of being a woman and a mom. So like so many things that we didn't expect to dive into, but we both found this episode so helpful. And even after the episode, I just was like continuously reflecting on it. Same. So yeah, it's a really good one. And I'm excited for all of you to hear it. Yeah. So um we're going to start off our interview now with Amelia Sai. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Conversations Brewing. For this episode, Visha and I are super excited because we have someone on the podcast who we have been following for so long. She is, like we just talked, we had a little bit of a conversation with her before on here, but she's like kind of the big sister of the South Asian community in terms of the content creating space. So I'm really excited to introduce everyone to Amelia Sai. She is so great in terms of being on YouTube, Instagram, in the beauty world, and we are excited to have you here today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, ladies, for having me. So today we're just going to talk a little bit about um, 
society and beauty pressures and like talk to Ami about like how she kind of started her Instagram and how she like shares all like the beauty tips that we all take from her. And so Ami, why don't you just start and tell us um, how did you join the Instagram space and like what inspired you to pursue this career in social media? You know, I think it's so interesting because I'm pretty sure as generations keep going, it's something that people like content creation and going into social media is more of like, I imagine what like a major would be like they set out wanting Mm -hmm. to do that. Whereas someone like me growing up, you know, before Instagram or being in college, even before Instagram was a presence to us, I think Facebook had just started when I was in um, grad school, which is crazy. But uh I fell into it mainly because I was already doing what I imagine Instagram was before it was Instagram, if that makes sense. So I was producing, I was in the TV space. I loved journalism. I still do. Um, And so, you know, kind of really packaging um, stories. That was my thing. I went to undergrad for communications and then I also finished in journalism for grad school. So I always had a knack and a passion for it. Um, and I worked for syndicated, uh, shows like inside edition, E CNN, things like that. And so the last thing I did was a digital show. Um, this is when digital was definitely taking off and the own network for Oprah was like, uh, casting and, you know, I, I, again, working in the space, I had a lot of networks and connections and someone was like, you would be great for this, like try it out. So I did. And that was such a great experience because I was exposed to so much, um, like so much talent behind the scenes, you know, like producers and directors, and then again, co-hosts, things like that. Um, and so I really got some amazing hands-on training and I was also in the midst of that was having babies back to back. So I had a baby in 2012 and then he turned one and I was pregnant right away. And I was also, you know, doing this show regularly. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like, how am I managing all of this? Um, and so that's when a lot of it really hit me. Like, how come nobody's talking to moms? It was, I was like, one, I felt like I was trying to make a voice present because I didn't see enough South Asians in the space, right? Like, uh, I always found myself being pegged or trying to be put into a box that I didn't want to fit in. Like, it was like, oh, you look like you, you know, you look ambiguous, ethnically ambiguous. So we'll put you in this box. And I was always competing against women that I was like, this is not me, you know, that's not what I represent. It's not who I am. Um, And so I remember when the own show was coming to an end, I was really, really interested in other women who were like me, which was moms that were trying to balance working, trying to balance being there for their children and all of that. And and now we see so much of it, right? Like mom life, hashtag mom life, all of that is like a huge thing that we see. It's very prevalent. But back in 2014, when I was trying to start that, I remember I would talk to people, I would talk to producers and directors and even, um, you know, executives for shows like pitching shows. And they were just like, "Mm, we just don't see it. You know, like we just don't think the mom, this is when being a mom wasn't cool. It was very much Mm -hmm. like, okay, life is over once you're a mom and you know, you have your own, uh, societal standards and you stick with that, especially as a Brown girl. Right. So, um, that's when I really started deciding like, Hey, I'm going to start taking this Instagram and YouTube stuff seriously. Um, and so I started treating it like a job and it's exactly what I tell everybody now these days when people ask me, like, I really, really want to do this, but you know, it's social media, like, and, and they brush it off. Like that's social media. Like it's nothing big. It's not really, you know, it's something I do on the site. And I'm like, absolutely. It starts as something like that, but you can make it a Mm -hmm. huge business that is 
successful in every way that you want it to be. You know, it's fulfilling your passions and because you're sharing content that you want to with people that you want to, you can be making a great amount of income off of it. There's just so much there. And so I took it seriously, even though those around me at that time, I think kind of were judging me a little bit like, wait, hold on. You're going from like the TV world to the digital world to like social media. Like, what does that mean? And so I, I really started focusing on how someone gave me the best advice. And it was basically like, if you're trying to create content and you want to really make this a platform, that's a business. The biggest and most important thing is like, you have to have your elevator pitch, but your elevator pitch on social media, especially at this time, Instagram is like your tagline. What does that mean? And if someone's looking at that first set of like nine boxes as they're scrolling their feed or your feed, why are they compelled to come back? Right. Are you giving some sort of advice that says, Hey, this is my favorite lipstick, but this is why. And maybe you're adding a tip, right? So it's like giving information that is useful to someone versus just, um, aesthetically pleasing, which there are so many accounts that are like that too, right. That are purely there for entertainment, purely there to watch. Um, and so I was like, I really want to do that because I felt like I was a mom and I was going through things. So for me, that meant like, I was really, and I still am, I think self-care and really preserving our, our mental and, uh, you know, our mental health, our physical health, all of this, it's, it's the same saying that we say all the time and here all the time, you know, you can't fill another person's cup until you fill your own. And to me, it was like finding even five minutes to do something that made you feel better. I noticed that I felt better and I showed up so much better for my own family. And so I was like, this is something that I can help um, in the littlest way, you know, with others. And so I started taking it really seriously. And for me, it was all under the umbrella. Like my tagline was, I did this whole exercise, which was like aspirational yet attainable. So like, you know, how do I talk about things that are maybe, oh my gosh, wow, she looks so good after having a baby. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to show you guys the real process. And it does take time and it's not all pretty. And it's not going to happen two weeks after having a baby. Um, but everything was under the umbrella of like the mom, the mom point of view. Like, how can I make this relatable to those women who are like me? Mm -hmm. That is like really cool. Cause like, I think you really just summed up what like a lot of people think about when, you know, they're maybe starting this side of content creating, or even just like seeing people on Instagram, like you're building your brand, you're building your page with like what you feel like people need to see out there. And so yeah, I feel like when you started in 2014 or like starting that idea, it's like you had to start somewhere and you didn't see a lot of pe other people doing that, which you kind of took it into your own hands, which I find like really awesome. And then, yeah, also thinking about people judging you because it wasn't like as big of a thing as well, like to just like kind of cross over that hurdle and be like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to see what comes out of it. Um, pretty inspiring. Oh, thank you. I know. And you know what? It's funny because I feel like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Like mm -hmm. if you started as one of the first people that looked like you or, you know, in your community doing something, it's like, why are you doing it? If you're trying now, it's like, it's too saturated. Why are you trying to do it? You know, like stick, yeah. stay in your lane. What does that mean? I, I just, I don't understand that. And, and it's funny because I take to heart, like growing up in the South Asian community, like my parents were very strict, you know, and they were so 
they were so progressive, but so strict, you know what I mean? It was like, yes, do that, but you have to do this and like go to college, but you have to study this. And I remember it was like, go to a good school and then study what you want. And I remember I told my parents very early on, I was like, I'm not going to be an engineer because they're both engineers. I have a brother that's a cardiologist. I was like, I'm not doing any of that. You know, I don't want to go into law. I don't want to do this. This is what I want to do. And so I I very clearly said that, but I was like, I'm going to go to grad school for you guys. I'm going to do all these things because I know it's going to make you feel better. Um, But I remember telling my parents, like, I think 10 years ago when I was starting to do things in the space and, you know, actually reaping the rewards of it, like I was seeing it go somewhere. And I was like, mom and dad, like, could you guys just let me do this, you know, straight out of college, I probably would be the, you know, I probably would have created something else that I, like, I remember I wrote a paper in junior, in my junior year in high school. And I was like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? I was like, opening a salon that does hair, makeup and nails all in one. And I'm like, gosh, isn't that like essentially like what dry bar and blow bar, all these places do now. I'm like, you know, mom, we could have been running a family business right now. But I mean, so, so with that said, long-windedly, what I'm trying to say is I very much like in 2014, when I had the idea or the real passion and motivation to do what I'm doing now, I was like, I'm not going to let anything stop me. You know what I mean? I don't want, I'm letting all those voices out of my, my head and be like, just go for it. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the biggest thing. That's such a good reminder for, I mean, even for us, because in the content creating space, I mean, you were so right with like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, but you really own it, which I think is so cool because a lot of the time, and I can even speak for me and Ravish and I have had these kind of conversations too, where we're doing this and we love it, but it's so hard to like tell other people because even like relatives, right. They sometimes been like, what are you doing on Instagram? Like, yeah, you're getting these followers, but like, what are you going to do with them? And it's like, you don't know how to answer those questions. So sometimes we just keep it all in and we just do our own thing and stay on our own lane when it could be so impactful. And I love how you really just like stepped out and we're really open and real. Like, what is a message that you would give to, um, I guess, like me, kind of for me and Ravisha, and also for so many people who want to pursue their passions, but they're just worried about that back and forth with either their community, with their relatives about like, what will people think? Because that's such a common phrase that comes thrown out. Yeah, listen, you know, it's it's really being steadfast about what you're focused on. And if you feel like you have a point of view and you have things that you want to share that you for instance, see a void in, right? Like whether it be mental health, um, being fit, especially in the bucket of like our community, like put it out there because people, if you want to see it and you want to hear it, other Mm -hmm. people will too. But I think the biggest thing is like, do not, do not hold yourself short or, you know, like don't let other people, because here's the thing. It is so easy to pass judgment. Listen, we do it. We all do it. We all Mm -hmm. sit down, have a guilty pleasure. We're watching a reality show and you're like, Oh, she looks or this or like that. Mm -hmm. People are doing that to us all the time. I think about it. And I'm like, I I'm a hundred percent sure. Like I, you know, especially on like my stories, I'm very real. I'm like no makeup. My hair's a mess. Everything's a mess. I'm hundred percent sure that people are like, you know, so holding it and screen and they're like, what is, oh my God, look at that. She looks horrible and this and that. And it's like, I can't believe you feed your kids this, or I can't believe you do that. And I'm like, it is what it is because that's always going to be there. Mm -hmm. And no matter if you put yourself out there or if you don't, you'll be judged by the five people you're around or the 5,000 people you're around, you know? And I think I actually had this really interesting interaction um, with someone and, you know, again, social media can be so great and impactful in the right ways. And it can also be very disturbing, right? It can be very, very um, 
detrimental to like our mental health. Right. And we all know that. And I do feel very fortunate that I started doing this like later in life because I'm scared. I'm scared about like how my kids are going to handle this at a young age and being exposed to it. Like it worries me. And I, it's something that I, I think about often and I, I'm constantly thinking about ways that I can introduce them to social media more so like on their own versus like through me because they are, but it brought up something interesting. Whereas I think um, two weeks ago or a while ago, I had mentioned something. um, And, you know, I also share my family on social media and a lot of people choose not to, and some do. And I think it's obviously to each their own. I think I, I absolutely understand why people do not. Um, I just feel like for me, it's so a part of my brand and it's who I am and my family's a big part of it. But one of the interesting things is someone had messaged me. And of course it was like an anonymous, you know, uh, dummy, um, account and someone I had shared about how me and my son, my nine-year-old are like butting heads right now. And it's just been super hard. And like, you know, I just, I feel like he's talking back and it's all this preteen kind of stuff. And someone wrote back to me and was like, you know, if you actually uh, didn't record yourself and record your kids all day and weren't planning a trip to Hawaii and actually focused on your family, you might not have these issues. Just saying like that was a thing. And I was just like, wow, you know, and your, your blood just boils because it's like, <laughs> and I'm also like, it really pisses me off when people feel the need to say something like, come say it to me with your account, right? Like, why do you need to create a false account just to say that to me? And, you know, I thought about it and I was like, here's the thing about that. And this goes back to you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, right? Yeah, I could totally share all the great things that happen. Like, oh, I just had a baby and look, we're going to school and we're doing this. What happens then is that it's great because you're sharing these things and it makes people happy. We're not, it also, it also makes them feel crappy sometimes. Like, mm. crap, you know, I, I'm, I just turned this age and I I don't have kids yet. I'm not married yet. And like, here she is living this cookie cutter life. And we hear about this all the time, right? I think Instagram and social media somewhat has done a good job of kind of backing away from the purely aesthetic, you know, aspirational way in which we produce content. People want to see more real things, but there's still a lot that we don't see. And I, and, and so to me, I was like, that's so interesting. Like, yeah, I guess I could have kept that out because no one needs to know about it. But the amount of DMs that I got in that week after from moms that were like, thank you so much for sharing this. Cause I'm going through this too. And it just takes such a strain on you and your well being, And like, it's just a different kind of a feeling that you're going through. And they're like, can you help? And give me like, what, what tips are you like? Give me some tips on what you're doing. Like, how are you working through this? Like are you communicating with them. It opened a brand new dialogue for me with these women that I was like, this is why I do this. This is exactly why I do this. I don't put those things on the grid, but what I love is, those conversations that I'm having behind the scenes, like on my DMs, that is everything to me because those are women that are like, gosh, I'm, I'm, I have a nine-year-old and I have, you know, a toddler and then I'm pregnant and I don't know what to do because we're having, we're butting heads. Like, do you think it's communicating? These are things, right? It's like exactly like you guys were saying, how you guys started your podcast. You guys are two best friends that talk to each other all the time about these things anyways. Mm-hmm. Why not open that forum to people that you can actually benefit from because you have no idea, right? It's like how these mom groups started. It's how all these things started. You see all these Facebook groups that have benefited, people have benefited from them because you're hearing all these different point of views that are outside of your circle, which Mm -hmm. is so huge and so beneficial. So I just, going back to what you were asking about, like my biggest piece of advice, it's like, do what you want to do. And if you really feel like you have a voice and you have things that you want to share and you 
you feel passionate about it, do it and, and treat it like it's a job, you know, like do not, do not brush it off. Cause I do this too. Listen, I, I find it harder for me sometimes. Cause I'm like, I'm a 40 year old woman who has kids and I go to the school and I'm like, Oh, I forget that people see me all the time or they can hear me and, and, and see what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis when I feel like that's weird. And that can get weird for the kids when they get a little older. Like, how do I, you know, when people ask you what you do, I'm like, Oh, I'm a digital creator. You know, what does that mean? And all mm-hmm. that stuff. So I just think like, don't brush it off as it being something that doesn't hold you know, value. It's something that's important to you. And so you put it out there and you do it consistently just the way you would. Um, yeah, that's I really great advice because even I was like thinking back when you were just saying that story, I was like, you kind of share like all aspects of your life, but like you do it for a reason. Like mm-hmm. you do it to create like more conversations and have those discussions with other people because even as a consumer of social media, like I'm watching stories and like I'm watching what like, the influencers are doing and I'm like oh yeah like that looks seems pretty cool but then like when they're also showing another part of their lives where like you can relate to a little bit more it's nice to know that like you're not alone in this and I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of what is cool about becoming a content creator or like sharing these kinds of things on Instagram or wherever is because you can share a lot more than what you may have thought and that can like create like good discussions to have with others and like ways to find more advice. And like, that's the great part of it as well, because like a community is created that way as well. And if you're open to it, what it does is it really challenges you to think differently, you know, depending on what kind of content you're putting out. Like I've gotten some amazing pointers and resources from other parents that have said, Oh, try this and do this. And I'm like, wow, I would have never thought about that. And I wouldn't have had that um, access to that kind of information had I not had this platform. Right. So I think it's, I think it's really, really, like you said, it's, it's so much about, I I feel like if you focus on what the positives are, it, it outweighs what the negatives are as to why one would start on this path of like creating content. Absolutely. And it can, and it's so cool that you're doing it in a space around beauty too, because like when we speak about it through a South Asian perspective about things we don't talk about because one thing that was coming to mind for me when you were sharing that story about um about well, what you shared with your son and how people were like thank you so much for sharing that um so I post about mental health on my platform but people always are like oh this girl has her life fully together she's a therapist in New York and and one time I shared about I have really bad anxiety when going to the airport and I was just it was really bad had a panic attack at the airport was not a good situation and I shared about it on my Instagram and the amount of DMS that I got of people being like, Oh my gosh, you, you, you struggle with anxiety too. You also have panic attacks. And that opened this huge door. But I remember in the moment being like, is this something I want to share to like, honestly, like my own community too. Like I don't share with, I don't, I've never shared really with a lot of South Asians, my own mental health struggles, but like I'm sharing it with like hundred thousand people. And that was some of my worries around the judgment of that. Have you ever had something being in the beauty space and what led you to beauty in the first place? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think to your point, it's almost like when you show your vulnerability, mm-hmm. are the people going to judge you and think that then you don't are unqualified to do your job, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think about my best friend who's a dermatologist and she's like, oh, I've had people like if I have a wrinkle or if I have an, a breakout, people are like, oh, well, look at your skin. You must be a horrible dermatologist. So I'm not coming to you. And she's like, actually, I'm showing you that you can do all the tricks and magic things. It's like, you're, you know, you are who you are and you have to mm-hmm. embrace that. We're all human. doesn't matter who you are. But um, 
to that point, yeah, I mean, I think that there's, it's like, well, sorry, I totally lost my <laughs> This is such a mom break right here. <laughs> what, 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 what was I saying? Oh, 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 like, 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 ha, have I, has that happened in the beauty space? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So like, yes. So as far as like me going into beauty, for me, my biggest impetus was I did not see literally like in 2007, for instance, when I was getting married, I remember I went to India to get my outfits, came back. And then I was like doing makeup trials. And I was like, there was one person that could do Indian makeup, you know, like South Asian bridal one. Wow. person, And I was like, what the heck? Cause I did, I was like, this is not what I want. And I don't want to be like overly dramatic. I actually don't want red lips on red, you know, woo, like <laughs> gasp. Everybody was like, what, you know? And I was like, I want to be very like, soft and feminine and kind of bring the Western vibes to the end. It was like, what are you doing? This is crazy. And in my head, I'm thinking, wow, we spend so much money and time and effort onto our wedding day. And if you're going to do all of that and then be unhappy with the pictures and videos that you have that you're not even going to put in your house, why do all of this? Right. Why? So I found so many women that were like, Oh my God, I hated my wedding day because of that. And they don't display their photos because of that. And I'm like, that's really sad. And I remember having the background of TV. I was so, I would be on the red carpets. I got so up close and personal with all of these celebrities and like their hair and makeup people. And I, learn from them. And I would see like, wow, this is what they look like off screen. This is what they look like on screen. So that really started actively like making me interested in um, hair and makeup and beauty Mm -hmm. specifically for South Asian. So I did start like doing hair and makeup for bridal when I was working full time and I loved it. Like I thrived. I loved it. I loved being able to see women who were like had dark circles and they're like, I just don't know how to cover this. Like, well, let's do it. You know? Um, and someone that felt like they could trust me, identify with me because these were things that I had been around my entire life too. So that was what made me want to go in. But as far as like, you know, wanting to share that and, and feeling like, oh my gosh, are people going to judge me? Like, I don't have this or I don't have that. Um, for me, the biggest thing was like, you forget that in the South Asian community, it's very interesting, right? We are, the creators of Bollywood and we are creators of mm-hmm. glitz and glam and all this amazingness, but you have to be really smart and not focus on that. Right. Like that's not a real thing. That's just something not tangible that we don't talk about. So if, if I wanted to say like, Oh, I'm a makeup artist or I'm in the beauty space. It'd be like, oh, wow. You know, I, I swear this mm-hmm. was the, the, the question I would get asked often, especially by mm-hmm. brides moms were, Oh, so this is what you do. This is this is what you do. And I'm like, yeah, this is what I do. And they'd be like, oh, so so you're married. You have a, your husband must be. You know, you must be married, and you must have like a rich husband. That was always the and it, you know you know how there's no filter. And I was like, actually, I went to grad school, and you know, I chose to do this. But yeah, I do. I have a husband. But you know, I mean, it was just this. It was this very. I felt like I always had to say oh, I'm in the beauty space, but right. Like, but I went to a great school. I went and got my master's. I could do this if I wanted, but I choose to do this. And it's like, I really don't need to explain that. You know what I mean? Um, and so, so those are the things that as far as being judged now, as far as like sharing things, like you were saying a hundred percent, like I'm thinking, oh shoot, do I share how I don't have my crap together? Because other moms are going to judge me and say, oh my God, you are so disorganized and you don't know how to do this, but then you share all these tips on how to stay organized or this and that. Right. But I do think it provides this uh, vulnerability that everyone wants to see and says, 
wow, she's real too. I mean, I show my beauty room and what a mess it is because it's like, it is a mess, you know, and I don't have my, I don't have everything together. Um, but I think those moments are really important because it, it does allow you to breathe. And it also allows other people to be like, oh, good. Like not everybody is on all the time. Yeah. Like, I think that's, what's the best part of it too. Cause like you like show a makeup look or like doing your makeup and it like, you know, visually is like really appealing. Cause you're like, you're just grabbing things and doing it. But then you show the other side, you turn your camera and you're like, well, also look, this is what I'm working <laughs> with, you know? And I think that's just like being real about it and like being like, look, I I'm sitting here and doing my makeup, but also like you have to know that it's not all doesn't look all look so good all the time and I think that's great because you know even as people like Divi and I both obviously like love beauty and like buy all the makeup products and stuff but we're like oh my gosh like how do we store all of this how do we like make it look so good and then we see people sharing that like oh it doesn't look good all the time and we're like okay that's okay then and for me it's like about that education too like you don't you know like throwing out the makeup that you shouldn't be you know having after a certain amount of time like Mm -hmm. when is expired makeup need to be thrown out things like that I think um there's also like I've, I've been sharing a lot more recently, like, like fitness stuff. And I think for me, what's been really helpful is I, oh, and I, like, you know, I, I have no f- problem poking fun at myself. I'm like, I like literally look at these people when I'm watching like people work out on Instagram, I'm like, okay, that's Instagram and I'm reality. Like I don't have the coordinated outfits. I don't do like graceful moves, but I'm doing it, you know? And I think especially for, any woman, right? No matter what age you are, because I think we go through these issues and struggles at every point in life. Um, but especially like half after having babies, I feel like there's this sense of like, you lose yourself a little bit and you're, and you're kind of like, Oh my gosh, I know I'm going to get back. Uh, but you, you have a lot of, you spend a lot of time on it, you know, and it's a struggle because if you think about it every day, it's why I can see women going into deep, deep depressions because they're like, well, I'm not even going to touch my clothes because I'm going to stay in the sweatpants all day. But that's the whole practice, right? Like you get dressed every day and then you're trying things on. It makes you feel, it's all a part of the process that makes you feel better. And so for me, I also, it was really important, especially with my last one, you know, being pregnant at 37 and, and then having a baby and now being 40, I'm like, it's really important to me to, to let women know that like, Hey, it does not come off that easily. Like, you know, you have to work at it. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm two years out and I'm still not back where I want to be. And I'm working my butt off and I'm doing what I need to do. I'm putting in that sweat equity to make it happen. And I think that's really important because it makes people realize like, Oh, okay. Like she's not just all of a sudden wearing these clothes again, or, or able to get out and do that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Making people realize that like, mm-hmm. this takes hard work for any, for anything we want to do. We have to put the work into it. Yeah. That also instills so much confidence in people too, from your page, because you're so real about it. Because like when I'm scrolling on Instagram and I see people who look as if they immediately bounce back, but who knows, they're probably like face tuning their photos or something, but it's like, that makes me feel crappy about myself. Right. Cause it's like, what's the point of even trying, but seeing someone like you when you're being actually authentic and real. And you also show that you're so multifaceted because you talk about beauty and lifestyle and momhood and just like all these things that it shows people like one, you don't have to fit into just this box of being this person. And that's all you can be good at or venture into. And then two, you show people um, that they can be confident and how, and how have you played that into your brand? Because I imagine for you, that's been probably like one of your kind of like brand 
pillars or whatever about instilling that confidence? Like, how do you do that for women in general and also women in the South Asian community? I think it's really like practicing what you preach, right? Like it's, it's putting yourself out there for me. And it's funny because there are even times where I'll be doing something and I'm like, oh, why am I posting this? Like, I'm such a, I'm, people are going to make fun of me or this and that. And then I realize, well, hey, if I don't do it, then so-and-so that's watching this may feel like she shouldn't be doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's really interesting because sometimes you'll post something and it might trigger or, or bring something out in someone that they're like, wow, I didn't even think about it like this. Like, thank you for saying that or doing that. Or like, thank you for wearing that. I didn't think women over a certain age could do this. Or, you know, hey, I've been, I've been staying away from putting on makeup uh, for 10 years because I just didn't know how to do it. And you simplified it. So thank you so much. Right. And so and, and that that brings up a point also like. Why me? Why? Why? Why does, you know, if I start putting out content on YouTube or Instagram or wherever it might be, like, why is someone going to want to come to my page and watch me put on eyeliner when there's already so many people doing it that are experts in this and that? And it's like, you know, it's it's because you, no matter how saturated any spaces, you are you, right? You will have a unique voice and POV however you make that, right? We will make that and it will come across in any content you create. So as many moms as there are doing what I'm doing, as many women, as many brown women, like I love that, especially once 2020 hit and the pandemic came, you saw so many South Asian creators come out, right? Mm -hmm. Because we had ample time to kind of sit at home and, you know, creating comedy sketches to cooking, to beauty, to fashion. It's amazing. And to me, I'm like, that is great because that is what's allowing us to give voices now in mainstream, right? Like people are realizing like we make up such a huge part of this demographic. We also are, um, we, we make up so much of the spending demographic too, right? Like Mm -hmm. the, the community is like, is there and we have a presence and people want to be seen. And I think what's great is like, you realize you in turn, when you think you're not confident about putting content out, it actually does build confidence because as much as it's like anything, it takes time. Right. And I'll bring the analogy of working out. You can't just work out for two weeks or at least I can't, you can't work out for two weeks and then expect to see the results. It's the same thing with putting out content, right? You can't be like, okay, I've been so religious about this. I've been posting every day and I'm only getting like 10 likes or I'm only seeing this. I haven't grown. It's like, yeah, that may happen. Like I see people blowing up overnight and killing it. I'm like, wow, for me, it's take, it's been a slow and steady journey. And I, I do believe that is because to your point of view, like being multifaceted, like I was told very early on, like, you know, you're going to hurt yourself doing that because people really want to come to your page just for one thing, like focus on mm-hmm. one thing, would it be beauty, give a makeup tip every day. Would it be fashion or would it be baby? And I was like, that's not who I am. I really do feel like I want to share every part of it. I love dressing up. I do love makeup and I love my kids. Like I want to share all of that, you know? Um, so it's really about like, be confident in what you're trying to say. And if you have that and you're authentic about it, putting it out there consistently is going to in turn give you that confidence. Cause you'll see it's making an impact, you know? And on that same note, people should not lose confidence. If you are consistently putting out content and putting yourself out there and you're not seeing the ROI on that either. You know what I mean? Because it does take time. It takes time. And, um, and sometimes a lot quicker for others than, um, you know, for the other person, but you just, you have to remember that there is someone out there that is being affected by it. You just may not know it. And it's funny because every so often I'll get like a message and being like, I've been a quiet 
quiet consumer of your content for years, but I just wanted to say this, you know, and I'm like, that is probably the best um, DM I could ever get. Cause it's one of those things that you're like, you're probably not going to see this, whatever you don't care. And I'm like, those are the things that really touch me. Cause it helps me then go on and create that next set of content that I wanted to do. But I'm like, who cares? No one cares. No one wants to see this. And it's like, yes, they do. You know, they do because you care for it. Someone else is out there that's like-minded and wants to, to see that too. Wow. I'm like, like you just saying all that. I'm like, wow, I could really connect to that. Like, and I'm sure other people that would like listening to this will connect to that as well, because I mean, yeah, like you can sit there and judge yourself or, and like be hard on yourself about what you share, like, or what you want to put out there all you want, but unless you like go out and do it or at least try, like you're never going to know. And the way that you just said all that was like, I feel like so relatable and I'm like (laughs) shook a little bit. (laughs) I'm so glad. Honestly, it's one of those things that I really, I really do feel like when, especially girls like you, or I I said this before when we were talking, you know, before this started, but I, I love that you are doing this podcast. Like, I think it's amazing. And I really wish and hope like people like my daughter who are going to look up to you guys, you know, see that like the motivation that you guys have for the passion of this podcast and what you're doing with it and why you're doing it, I think is so important. And um, it makes me excited to see, you know, what you guys are doing now and what this, what's going to come of this in like five years, two years, whatever it is. Right. Um, Because it just makes me think about like my kids and what they, what they're going to be capable of and what they can do. And, and even then I think about like me, I think, it's very interesting too. You know, I keep speaking about like perspective because for someone like me, the one thing I hear a lot about um, through women that are over 35, for instance, they're like, you know, it's done. Like I'm done. I I did what I could and I can't do anymore. And in my mind, I'm like, why? Like JLo's just getting started. We can just get started. You know what I mean? Like she says that, right. She's obviously been a superstar forever, but I'm just like, why, why can't we still keep going? Like I thought, at the age of 27, if I wasn't already like in my role of what I was doing, I was screwed. Right. And then I was like, gosh, I got pregnant when I was 30. And I was like, I'm still not fully where I want to be. And then you realize one, I realized after starting a family that I had more motivation ever in life to do what I wanted to do, because I really, really was like, I was driven by the fact that I had children that I needed to provide for and I needed to be an example for, but also there's this new sense of it where I'm kind of like, Oh my gosh, I have a nine-year-old who in nine years is going to be out of the house. And then after that, I just think about, you know, I look ahead and I think I really want to have something that is for myself too. Like I want something that I can say when it's an empty nest and whether, you know, you're 40 when that happens or you're 60, I want to say, like I'm still living, I'm still thriving, I'm still doing all these things. And I want to have a purpose and something that fulfills me and fills my cup. And that's, that's a big part of all of this, I think, for all of us, right? Like we want to leave whatever imprint that is on our community, on our family, our friends, like, we want that to be there. And, and, and we want it to, to really embody who we are, right? And, and what that is. Mm-hmm. And so I just think about that a lot, as far as like, wanting to what it like it's what keeps me going, you know, I really want to not only keep reminding myself that like life doesn't end after a certain age, life doesn't, you know, you don't have, there's not a timeline. You can start anything at any time and you can be very successful at it too. But you also, um, 
you know, you want to enjoy the ride. You want to enjoy the ride and just keep doing what you're doing. Cause again, we're all, we can all benefit from that, you know? Um, and, and that, to that point too, it's, I really hope. And what I love is that I'm seeing so many women and men within the South Asian community doing big things in this space. What I don't want is I do not want to see that like crumble. You know what I mean? Cause I, I feel like in the past, there's been a lot of competition over collaboration. And I really do hope that it is more the collaboration over competition that we see because uh, there's so much that we have to offer, you know, mm-hmm. on a holistic level, if you think about it, like just, it's it's amazing to see the talent that's there outside of what, you know, is the right way to, to work. Like the traditional locations that we think that Indian people should be or South mm-hmm. Asian should be um, doing. Yeah. And even stepping outside of vocation, this message is so impactful. And I know that the original, we were like, oh, so beauty focused, but this is like really, this is, cause this is a new side. I think from Instagram, like we don't see as much, right? Because you can't get this deep into conversations on Instagram. But one thing that even outside the vocation is like how you structure your life in the way of like stepping outside of even community and maybe like some South Asian messages. Like I was always told my whole life, like get married, get married, get married. And then I get married and I'm like, now I really want my career to thrive. And the amount of people that are like, why you're married, just have a kid. And I'm like, but my life isn't over, but it kind of, it's like that. Right. And it's funny because my husband actually does know who you are too, because I love, I show him you and Viral's stuff. And I'm like, Raj, we can be like this. Like look how much fun they have. They have three kids. And like Ravisha and I talk about it too. We're like, wait, Ami's thriving as a mom. Like, I think we used to be so scared of motherhood and I was scared to get married and maybe be a mom because I like the messages the community is telling me is like, just be a mom, sit home, stop working. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like everything's over for me. But yeah. like you just show people that that doesn't have to be the case. You like reframe that norm. I'm going to have to tell my husband that <laughs> just kidding. Cause he, you're all so private, you know? And so he always like sits me down, especially before like a night out or vacations. He's like, listen, this time I'm probably going to take your phone away because you need to stop sharing. And I'm like, you know what? There's other moms out there that want to have fun. Just telling them that they can let loose. And, you know, and he's like, no, don't stop. Keep doing don't it. stop. We love it because honestly, it just reminds us that like, like you said, like life doesn't end. And when yeah. you like get married or have kids, like even though like we're like raised as like South Asians, like to, you know, put the effort into our family, like raise the family and like provide for the arch kids, e- even though all that will still be there, like they forget to say like have fun, you know? And-, and, and you know what? They forget to say have fun, but they also forget to share the real authentic true side of it that that they think like we need to show how brave we are. And even if you were a mom let's say you decided to get married and have kids and be there for your family there's nothing wrong with that there Mm -hmm. is nothing actually that that's more commendable to me after now doing it you know um i'm like it's actually more reason why it's motivated me to do stuff too because i'm like i realize i cannot like especially the pandemic two years of like homeschooling the kids while being pregnant all this stuff i was like i can't do this it's 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 hard and what i realized is that i need to be more vocal too about how it takes a village you know like i don't when people say oh you're superwoman you do that i'm like I have Fanny that that is amazing. She's been a part of our family for years since like Mila was two years old. And she's literally like, you know, my right hand and helps me with everything. And 
yes, there are things that like, I will make sure that I always do. Like I always like to make sure I do pickup and I make dinner and I do certain things because they're important for me, like at that QT, but on the hours of like nine to nine to two around, you know, like that, those are really imperative hours for me to just get work done. And so if I didn't have that help, what would happen is I would be trying to do my work, but mm-hmm. in the back of my mind, I would constantly be focused on what I'm not doing. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why am I then trying to do this job? Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, stay focused in the time that you're trying to do something really just be focused in that because otherwise you're giving only 50% or 75% of yourself. And you're not, you're not, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice because you're trying to do one thing and you're focused on two or three other things. You know what I mean? And I think that goes into a whole different thing about like mom guilt and all this stuff. But I really think it, it has to do with that. But one thing I thought about when you were talking to Vivia was, you know, as far as like creating content too, I think when you were saying uh, back to my point about like life doesn't end after a certain thing, you know, people ask like, what's your end goal? Like, what's your end game? Like, what do you want to do in five, 10 years? I'm like, yeah, I don't think I want to see myself creating content forever, but, or in, in the sense of like, you know, showing outfits and this and that, I think I want to see it progress. And maybe it's something where I start something and I see it create content in that sense. But what I realized too, is that, Hey, you know what? Just like these girls have grown with me. I have other moms that are like entering their forties and doing this Mm -hmm. and doing that. I want to share that with them. Like, Hey, you can still put on makeup at 40. Hey, we can still wear like cute skirts at 45. And at 50, we're going to be doing it too. Let's just show you how to do it differently. We don't need to be packing on the foundation. Let's talk about how to do things more naturally and, and, you know, adapt to the changes in the new phases where again, these are all things that in our community, I don't feel like are addressed enough because it's like, Nope, you're a mom. You're taking care of your kids. You're taking care of your husband don't do anything for yourself because that will make you look really bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> or it's going to make you look like you don't care. And it's like, uh-huh. yeah. so. Yeah. I think it can come up a lot in the community in terms of just like, and I've been really understanding that too. It's been this, it, I love my friendship is always like this dual process of being in, we're so we're so connected and have like the same values, but we're in such different phases of life too. And she's in this phase of life where her, her family is like, all right, Ravisha, like, where's the guy? When are you getting married? And she's yeah. like, I'm out here trying. I don't know what to tell you. And then I'm like at the phase of like, all right, you've been married for a year and a half. Like, when are you and Raj going to move forward? And we both are balancing that with, we want to pursue content creation. We want to thrive in our careers and like n- almost never feeling like it's enough. Yeah, right. That, and that's going to happen no matter what, because you're going to have your first baby. Mm-hmm. And then immediately it's going to be like, well, where, where's the sibling? We need another one because how you can't have this baby and not have a brother or sister. And it's like, what, you know, and then, and then it turns into, well, where are they going to go to college? You know? And you're like, they're, they're six months old. Like there, it's just it's so much that there's all, it's never ending. So as much as you think that like, okay, I did this. Okay. I graduated an amazing school. Okay. I got the job I wanted. Okay. I got married. Okay. I did this. It's like, there's a checklist that just never ends. And, and so what you have to do is really only listen to what your checklist is, right? You make your own mental checklist, you and your partner, or you separately, like you make your checklist and you adhere to that. You do not worry about what other people are saying. And I always say this all the time, like as far as advice goes, and as far as when people give you unsolicited information, nod your head, smile and let it go. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, but as far as advice goes, I always say like surround yourself around people that you 
that inspire you and that motivate you, you know, like if someone that you are around is very motivated and they're killing it and whatever they're doing, like, even if it's a different career, um, it's really good to talk to them because those are how you find out like what their habits are and what they're doing. And that can make you be more, um, efficient in what you're doing, right. And more productive and even give you ideas. And I think it's really important also to just like, I think about my husband who I think is so smart and he's so great at what he does. He's so humble. And I just, I love that. I I feel so fortunate that like I get to have him at my fingertips when I need advice and he's in a completely different field than me, you know, but what I've learned from him is time management, um, being organized, like all this stuff that requires a lot of practice because, you know, as much as there is 24 hours in a day that can easily, um, you know, fly by. And so I think it's really about like surrounding yourself around the people that can help you, um, achieve your goals too. Yeah, definitely. I think that's like kind of like a good way to kind of sum all of it up is like, you have to think about yourself and like your goals and what you want to achieve. And then like everything else comes after really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Make your to-do list and you know, if everything may not go on course and the way it might be one and then five that's checked before two and three and four are, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like do it and everything you're going to work towards, like all of this is, you know, I truly do believe like we're meant to be where we're supposed to be. Um, that doesn't mean that we don't put in the work and the effort we do. And along those, the path and the journey, like we're going to hit a lot of bumps. We're going to hit a lot of things that maybe steer us in a different direction and it's okay. You know, um, and, and, but yeah, like you said, that, that checklist is just really important and it's your checklist, right? It's nobody else's. It's the checklist that matters to you the most. Yeah. All right. Well, this was such a fun episode to record. Um, thank you again, Ami, for joining us. I feel like we just had like the best conversation ever. <laughs> oh, great. So glad. Thank you guys for having me. I'm very excited to, to listen to it. Yeah. And this was so, I mean, I'm just blown away by this conversation because it it was, it touched on so many points that I know Ravish and I struggle with. And I I know so many other women, South Asian women, BIPOC women, like we struggle with it. And it's just like, it's around the whole theme of what we want this podcast to be is these conversations that we don't talk enough about. And I even got to learn more about you. I mean, as both of us have followed you for so long on social media, and we look up to you so much in terms of beauty and mom goals and all of that but you were just so real about how you got to that space and I'm really appreciative about that and I think our listeners will be too to to see this other layer of you too well thank you guys so much I appreciate it and I love what you're doing so keep it up thank you all right thank you Ami Bye. bye bye Thank you for tuning into another episode of Conversations Brewing. We hope you take some moments to reflect on our episode with some coffee in hand. New episodes of Conversations Brewing come out on Tuesdays. We'd love to hear from you about what resonated with you and what you want to hear more about. So let us know on Instagram at our account at Conversations Brewing. If this episode was helpful, please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast and continue to tune in weekly. We so appreciate your support and we'll brew some conversations with you next week.